Hi, I'm Steve Melvin, Extension Educator based in Merrick and Hamilton Counties, and I work primarily with irrigated cropping systems. And today I want to talk about end-of-season irrigation scheduling with soybeans. I want to talk about this for a couple of reasons. One, it's that time of year when we need to be starting to think about how we wrap up the irrigation season and try to use as little water as we can and get full yields. And also the fact that if you've watched the other videos on the, the water use, um, you can see that we typically deep percolate some water in irrigated fields and we try to like to use up as much as we can so we minimize deep percolation and save some water. So let's jump into the slides. There's a couple of different types of, of irrigation scheduling strategies that we can use. The first one's kind of just a growth stage type of a strategy. We've used that in Nebraska quite a bit. Uh, basically, we just wait until later in the season and, and start to irrigate. And there's some advantages of those. Certainly, uh, if the soil uh, is silt loam or a deeper, uh, higher water holding capacity soil, we can, we can use this strategy. The soil has, uh, can support a four foot root zone, you know, where we've got a good deep soil. Uh, we certainly don't have those everywhere in the state, but where we do, we can use this strategy pretty well. If the soil uh, at field capacity at planting or sometime shortly after, it works well. Uh, and in irrigated fields, that's typically always the case. Rain is somewhere close to normal during May and uh, early, uh, through early July. Uh, the capacity of the irrigation system is more than one and a half inches per week. Then we can use this strategy where we can pretty much delay irrigation until about R2 to R3 and then and, and end up with a full yield and then just irrigate fully during the rest of the season. Another strategy I want to spend the rest of the time thinking about today is based on soil water levels in the soil. And uh, really the goal of this is to keep the soil level between uh, field capacity and 50% of plant available water. And this is based off a system where we're talking about field capacity being 100% of plant available water. And if we had all of the water used up, it'd be zero. So 50% would be about when half of it is gone. Uh, best for lower water holding capacity soils and, and uh, or works better there. It certainly works on a, uh, a really great soil as well. Uh, best on dry years or farther west in Nebraska. Uh, capacity for irrigation system is less than a one and a half inches per week. In other words, a low capacity well that we uh, have to be kind of careful about that we don't get too far behind. Uh, and then use caution if irrigation is needed during the flowering stage, because certainly we can end up with some white mold potential irrigating during that time. Soybean watered frequently early in the season often require us to continue to irrigate the rest of the season. So if we start irrigating, we kind of need to keep going a lot of times. So let's set up a little scenario uh, that we can talk about on figuring out late season irrigation. So let's say that today's date is August 11th. Uh, soybeans are at R5 beginning seed stage. Uh, we can allow the soil now to go on to about 40% of plant available water. Remember 100% is, is field capacity, so that's using up 60% of the plant available water. We can get them dried down uh, fairly well. Then the uh, location is here at Shelby in East Central Polk County. So if we take a look at our, our readings that we went out and got, and we just happened to be using watermark sensors here for the example, and you can see that the top one was at 35, and these are set up on a one-foot uh, layer. So this is at 6 inches. The next one's at 18, was 120, 90, and 60. So we're going to use this chart that's in the middle that's been created here the last few years by the University of Nebraska and, and uh, take a look at how we can use this to do some irrigation scheduling with these numbers. So this is set up for a silt loam soil. And with a silt loam, the soil uh, is, is what we've got here, but there's also 10 other charts for different soil types across the state. 
Our first column on the left is a watermark reading or centibar readings. Uh, we can also have these with volumetric water content as well. The next column then is, is the percent of plant available water. And that's based off of field capacity. Remember we said 100% was field capacity. So if we're above that, up in that blue area, that means that we're going to be above 100%. In other words, we've got more than, than uh, what we would call 100% uh, plant available water. It, it gets higher than that. And then we go below that, that's when we're down somewhere less than field capacity. So we might have 70% or 50% or something. The next column then gets at the actual amount of water that is in the soil. And uh, again, it's based off of field capacity, so it's amounts above or below field capacity. So right at field capacity, we're at zero. And then if we're above that, it's a positive number. And we can have uh, a number that maybe represents 15, which would be like a half inch above uh, field capacity. And then if we go below, then of course, it's the amount of water that's been used and would be, need to be put back in that one foot layer of soil to bring it back up to field capacity. So let's take a look at an example. If uh, we look, take a look at watermark sensor readings, if you've worked with those, you know you can't just average, add them up and average them together. But if we use this column and fill these in, we can do that. We can uh, see 35 uh, on the first one, so we, we come in as close as we can on the chart. Next one's 120, and then we've got uh, 90 and 60. So if we move those over to our example, uh, you can see we, we put the numbers that corresponded with the uh, percent of plant available water, 93, 51, 60, and 73, as you can see from the second column there in the chart. We add those together, we get 277, and if we divide that by four so we can get the average of what those four feet uh, zone would be, you can see that it's about 70% or 69.25. So it gives us a very good usable number, an intuitive number of what's the percent of plant available water left in the soil. If we move on to the Next one, we can see that there are two, two boxes that showed up there. The first one is at 70% or as close as we can get to that, 68%. And then the next one's down at 40%. Remember, again, we want to dry our soil down to only 40% of plant available water. So if we look in the difference of those two, which we've got over in our example, we've got the 68%. That would mean that soil, that one foot zone of soil would be down 0.64. And if we move down to 40%, we could take it down to where it was down 1.2 inches. In other words, it take 1.2 inches of water to refill that profile. If we do the math on that, we can see that each foot of soil, we could take out another 0.56 inches of water to take it down to that 40% level. So that's how much we've got left to use in our profile. And since that's for four feet, we can multiply it times four. I guess I kind of jumped ahead there, but we can see that it would be 2.24 inches of water left that we could use out of our profile. So that gives us a pretty good feel about what's there. So now let's think about how many days that might last. So we've got soybeans on this chart at the top. We move down to seed fill and we go over and that's in Nebraska on average that's about 0.24 inches of water per day. Now of course that's an average number. If it's a cool cooler time it would be less. If it's hot it'd be a little bit more. But we can see that about 0.24 on average per day and if we go over here and do the math again, divide the 0.24 into the 2.24, we can see that it'd last about nine days before we would be completely out of water. So that gives us a pretty good feel about how quickly we need to get out to the field and get some irrigation going. And with this many days, uh, you know, we're kind of winding down to the end of the season. We might want to delay just a little bit and use up a little bit of this water. 
because of course we don't know how much it's going to rain, right? And so we'd kind of like to take advantage of that rain and still have things fairly dry. So I might hold up here a couple days anyway before I'd put any water on, kind of look at the forecast. And, and again, the end of the season is when we want to do more management because over the winter we get a free refill, right? We get uh, our off-season precipitation refilling that profile. So if we take a look at this chart that's out of a, a NEB guide, G81 uh, or 1871, and take a look at the soybeans down at beginning seed fill, we can see a couple of numbers on there. The first one is the number of days approximate to, to maturity, and that's not too, that's typically pretty close for soybeans. So if we take a look, we can see that uh, today's the 11th of, of August, we'd be at about the 9th of September is when our beans should be uh, hitting maturity and we wouldn't have to worry about irrigating anymore. But also, there's a number on there that we use down in the next box that shows how much water it will take to move to that uh, maturity stage. Now again, if it's cooler, it's going to be a little bit less. If it's hot, it's going to be a little bit more. But it gives us an ability to kind of predict into the future how much water this crop may need. So if we take a look with this one, we do the math on that. We can see that we're going to need about four and a quarter inches of water yet to mature this crop. And so that gives us an idea how much we would need. And we could just go pump that much water on the field and call it good and, and uh, say we're done irrigating. But again, with the rainfall, we really need to take that into account. So let's take a look at what we might have. Again, this is a chart in Nebraska for the average precipitation in August. Uh, and we can go over to East, uh, to about where this area is at in Polk County, and it's about 0.75 inches of water per week in August is what we can expect. Of course, everybody knows some weeks it does way more than that, and, and a lot of weeks it doesn't rain any, but that gives us a planning tool. If we take a look at September in the same area, it's about 0.65. We've got about two weeks left in August yet. So if we come down here, our 4.265, and uh, the next box down, we're adding in one and a half inches because we've got about three quarters of an inch of rain on average. We'd expect the first, uh, each of the first two weeks, or the last two weeks of August. Next box and down is the first two weeks of September. We'd expect about an inch, uh, 30 hundredths in those two weeks. So if we do the math, we can see that we need to apply about an inch 46 if we get average rainfall. And so again, this is a, a planning tool that helps us take a look. Of course, we need to respond to how hot and dry it is versus how cool it is. We also need to respond on if we get average moisture uh, more or less. But it gives us an ability to really predict out to the end of the season and try and use um, you know, as little water as we can, but yet end up with as, as uh, uh, our maximum potential yield. So hopefully this gives you a little bit of an idea of how some of these things could play out. A couple of resources that I would reference you to. The uh, first one there on the left uh, is, is where these charts can be found. There's a, a, a website or a, a, just a link there that you can go, go unl.edu slash EC3036 and it has these charts for the 11 different soil types plus a, a description of how to use those before that. The middle one is some videos that goes into much more detail on how to use uh, these charts, but more importantly, some other irrigation scheduling strategies that you might use earlier in the year. You can see that's the go.unl.edu slash irrigation scheduling videos. And then the, on the right is where the NEB guide that uh, we referenced for the last irrigation. So I think some take-home points from this is the fact that, that we always come up against this at the end of the year. We're trying to play that game of using all the water that we can while we're still getting maximum yields because we want the soil as dry as possible at come uh, uh, end of our season because we know we're going to get a free refill over the winter. And also if it gets wet during harvest, a, much, a dry field is going to take more rain to get it to where it's too muddy to go out and harvest. So a couple of very good incentives to... to uh, 
you know, take some time, do a little bit of calculating. It's probably the time when you need to be the most accurate about how you're doing irrigation scheduling. So hopefully this was helpful and, and uh, take a look at these resources for more assistance. So producers, a question received was, uh, you know, what, what about planting a fall cover crop in this situation? And of course, if we use uh, up all the water, uh, the top of the soil is going to be very dry. But keep in mind, it does rain some in the fall. And also we're talking irrigated cropping systems here. So, uh, you know, we may very well want to spend an inch of water after we plant the cover crop and, and get some get that crop off to a very good start because it may very well be a very, you know, very well invested inch of water. Uh, of course, there's a cost associated with that, but it, it may get the crop off to a good start and, and get some very good benefits. And uh, it just makes for a better situation some years. Some years we don't need to do that. What was your second question? So from an irrigation, uh, another question that we might think about is, is from an economic standpoint, how do cover crops impact what we're doing with irrigation scheduling and managing the amount of water that we have out there? I think probably the springtime is the main time to think about that. Can we use some of the water uh, that's probably going to deep percolate on our irrigated land with a cover crop? And, and that's probably not going to impact a lot on what we do with irrigation scheduling, but it's certainly a fact that most years in Nebraska, probably across most of the state, but for sure the eastern half of the state, we can use some water in the spring and still have a full profile. And, uh, and so again, just really emphasizes the point we want to do a late season irrigation scheduling and use as much water as we can. And then we can still plant cover crops and still have enough water to, to uh, you know, use that in the spring and, and still have a full profile, not really have to increase our pumping costs any.